Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So the new series is titled Speak Life, and I believe this is exactly what the Lord wanted me to teach on right now for this body of believers. And uh, I believe those who tune in, this is going to be life-changing. I truly believe this will be a life-changing series, and we'll look back, and, uh, and there will be major things that were changed in our lives uh, as we not only hear this word, but do it. Do it. Amen. Just like the last series. You got to do it. You got you to figure out where you weren't loving God. Yeah, that's what every, every, every message had a, a certain message in it to say, what? Check, check myself. Am I actually loving God? Come on now. If you want to love God, you got to find out how to love God. <laughs> and then you do it. If you don't want to do it, then you don't love God. And we said that for weeks, right? People say they love God, but they don't do anything that the word says. And then you say, well, actually, you know, you don't love God. You can tell me you love God all day long. You can tell me you love God for 400 years. But if you never do what he said, you don't, like, you don't love him. Come on now. Happens all the time. Well, if you want to be a real lover of God, you look at his word and you agree with it and you do it. Yeah. Amen. And so today we're starting in James. Oh, man, you got to love James. James, Pastor James, he, he, he was, whoo. Like I've said before, James will slap you upside the head. You're reading along James, you're like, ooh, James, oh, ouch, whoo. And we're going we're gonna to cover that, some of that today. If you haven't read all the way through James, you're missing out. And read it, and then read it again, and then read it again, and then read it again, and we're going to go to James 3. And of course, if we're talking about speaking, you know we're going here. James 3, 1. My brethren. And that includes the cistern. <laughs> Come on now. Let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Well, there's a warning right there, right? There's a warning. You, you don't want to be a teacher of the word unless you are called to do it. Because <laughs> you receive a stricter judgment. Mm. There's, a, there's, a, there's a warning, right? And verse 2 kind of hits on that. For we all stumble in many things. <laughs> can, you, can you stumble in teaching the word? Oh my, can you? I, I, I tell you all the time, I try and do the best I can possibly do. Amen. Yeah. Can I stumble? Absolutely. The, the idea is to preach it and, and, and teach it the best I possibly can yeah. every single time. Yeah. And that's what I aim to do every, every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm on it. And that's why I spend hours preparing for you. Hello. Because mm-hmm. I want to preach it right. Amen. And I want to get it right. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should be. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, 
Notice it goes along being a teacher. He tied that all together. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Now, that word perfect sometimes throws us. We think, well, ugh, I can't, I'm never going to be perfect. It's mature, complete. Perfect, we, we, we just think we have an idea, English, you know, perfect. Well, mature. You're going to be a real mature person if, if you don't stumble in word. Yeah. Come on now, we got to get a hold of this tongue. Yeah. Uh, we cannot, must not let our tongue say anything it wants to say. Yeah, amen. <laughs> that right there was worth coming. Not stumbling in word is a sign of a real spiritual person. Complete, perfect, mature. Hello? It, 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 when you find worthless words coming out of someone's mouth, careless words, well, you know, uh, probably not very mature yet. And as we mature... We grow a lot better at this. Amen, yeah. Come on now. And we're going to go through a lot of this, a lot of this for several weeks, right? But boy, I tell you, our words, whoo, they matter big time. Yeah. And careless words, we, we, oh, here we goes. Like, I wasn't even planning to talk about this, right? But you know how I've said around here for years now, I don't say I love pizza. And I love my car, and I love my dog, and I love my cat. And Karin, I love you. And God, I love you. After I turned on my pizza, I said, man, I love pizza. And I said, well, I love you, God. Come on now. I reserve love for God, for people, for you, for my family. Come on now. Because English doesn't have a lot of words for love. We got love. Greek has five words for love. A lot easier to define love when you got five words for love. Come on. But see, a mature person recognizes what their words are saying. Hello? Recognizes what's coming out of their mouth. And so we've talked about luck many times. If you still say luck, ooh, you're living in superstition land. You're living in the devil's territory. You're speaking the devil's lingo. And now I know things slip out of, I, I, I slip and I said it, I said something the other day in my office. I said, I love something, right? And I immediately stopped and said, I don't love that, I like it, right? So the same thing happens. It, 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 Don's famous for it. He, 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 we catch him and he'll say, boy, I was lucky. And he, he stops, he, oh! <laughs> Come on now, why? Because you need to recognize what's coming out. Yeah, amen. We're not lucky, we're blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm blessed. See, a mature person, and this is where we're going in this series, a mature person is going to control every word that comes out of here. Amen. Every word. Yeah. I said every word. Amen. Hello? That's what he says right there. Yeah. He's the mature man, able to bridle the whole body, the one who controls his mouth. Go on in verse 3. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us. 
and we turn their whole body. Well, we got some horse people here, and they know that works. <laughs> and that, that tiny, that small bit that goes in their mouth, right, controls this 2,000-pound horse. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That, that, little, that little thing compared to that horse, right? How much a bit weigh? Pound? <laughs> I don't know. Are they heavy? No, not at all, right? Just that thing controls this huge horse. That's amazing. And James is just starting to make this point about our mouth, right? About our tongue. Right? Go on to verse 4. He makes another illustration here. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I, I've been on some boats and that, that rudder, boy, my mom and dad uh, had a little, little uh, motorboat, right? And, and the motor, you know, it was yay high and the rudder down there was yay. And, you know, we weren't on big boats, but boy, that little thing, moved that thing wherever I wanted to go. And think of the big ships. Now, you look at a big ship, and you, that rudder's pretty big, right? That's a big rudder. But compared to the ship, is is not. See the picture? This little guy in here compared to... Come on. It's just a tiny thing compared to the size of the ship. Well, our tongue is tiny compared to the size of our ship. Yet, what's it doing? It's controlling Come on, we're going there, we're going there. Verse five, even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles? And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. The little tongue. That's what he tells us about the tongue. Come on now, you see this? The tongue is tiny, but it can start big fires, like a match in the forest. You've heard about the people who set fires, right? On purpose, even. They throw a match in the forest. And all of a sudden, the whole forest is on fire. Come on, people have been arrested for doing that. But that's, that's a picture again. The little tiny tongue, the little match can start a huge fire. Has anybody noticed that? If you, has anybody done that? Oh, we're gonna have all to call for liars in here. Come on, if you have not used your tongue and created some fires, you have not been alive on this earth. I don't know where you've been. We have all created some fires with this tongue whether it be in our family, whether it be in our household, whether it be on the job. I know, you get no one wants to admit to it. But I'll tell you what, pride comes before a fall. Yeah. I'd just be glad to admit that. Yeah, I, I start a few fires with my tongue. Yeah. Come on now. The tongue can do a much damage if we allow it to do it. Hello? It can be set on fire by hell itself. That's what he says. Come on. It defiles the whole body. Yeah. The tongue, the little tiny tongue in our mouth defiles the whole body. Sets, set on fire by hell. Woo. 
You get in the picture this morning already. I shouldn't go too long today. It's my intro. But we don't know, right? We don't know. We don't know. Only four hours to go. Verse 7. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. This is our tongue he's talking about. You getting this? You see, and he's not saying we can't tame our tongue. Notice the picture he's given here. Everything else has been tamed. You can't go out and tame my tongue, and I can't go out and tame everybody's tongue. Hello? This is a general statement. We can't tame everybody's tongue. No man can go out and tame the tongues of the world. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, you can tame your tongue. And we're going to be talking a lot about that. Verse 9, with it, with what? Our tongue. We bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Of course, we know the answer is no. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives? No, it bears figs. Or a grapevine bear figs? No, it bears grapes. Thus, no spring yields both salt, water, and fresh. Come on. Our tongue was not meant to bless. I mean, not meant to curse. It was meant to bless. Our tongue was made to speak good things. Our tongue was made to be a blessing, to speak blessing. And to create good things. You know, you can create with your tongue. That's what God did. That's what we did do. Come on now. <laughs> people, are like, people are like, well, you know, that was God. Well, you, you create all kinds of things with your tongue already. Look at your family. Look at your, come on now. Your tongue has created what exists around you. Come on now. And we got to realize that. Amen. You know, people curse themselves all the time. They speak death into their own lives all the time. They curse themselves all the time. They speak failure into their own lives all the time. They say, I, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not going to make it. I'm such a mess up. Oh, my. I, oh, I mess up. Oh, oh, oh my. That's how that's people talk all the time. Well, to live the blessed life, we got to get a hold of this tongue. We don't want to speak blessing and cursing. Amen. Come on now. <laughs> we don't want to curse, as you said. You, we, 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 we bless God and then we curse men. No. We want to bless God and bless others with our words. Amen. 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 Ooh, we have fun already. Let's go to the famous, you know where I'm going, Proverbs 18, 20. <laughs> when you talk about words, if you don't go here, you, you, haven't, even, you haven't even started talking about it yet. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you preach the word all the time, as soon as you think of a subject, you go, well, I know we're going there. 
And this is one of them, this is one of them you go to. Proverbs 18:20. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. Did you eat this morning? No. <laughs> I had some nice fried eggs. I made some little fried eggs for myself. Did you make some after me? Did you make some too? No, I thought you were making eggs. See, my stomach was satisfied from eating some eggs this morning. And from the produce of his lips, come on, he shall be filled. What's, the, what's coming out of our lips? Our lips play a very important part in our lives. And we got to realize that if we're going to be mature. You see, if we're going to produce good things, we got to get hold of our lips. Hello? This is big. This is a big subject. Many times people wonder why they are failing. They don't even know why they're failing. Well, one big reason is what's right down here, underneath the nose. Hello? One big reason for failure is right underneath the nose. We said it. Hello? Often it's missed. People don't know. They don't even know. They don't even know they did it. They don't even know they cursed themselves. Come on now. I, I just thought of this. But I remember this story my pastor used to tell you. He knew a guy who uh, said he was going to die before he was 40 years old. And he said it often. Yeah, there's no, I, I won't be living past 40. And guess what? He didn't. He said he cursed himself. And he's dead in the grave. Could have lived a long life for God, serving the Lord. He cursed himself with his lips. And that's what he produced, death. Because he spoke it out of his mouth. Oh, we're going there. Many times, hardworking people fail and they don't know why. Well, it's right underneath their nose. They got three jobs. They're still failing. I just, I just never have enough. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't, I don't know. Come on. I can't seem to get ahead. How come I got three jobs? I still can't get ahead. What's coming out of there? You just said it. Have what you say. You said you can't get ahead. Well, speak it into existence. My car is always breaking down. It's broke again. Why is it broke again? Then they say it again. My car always breaking down. They say it again. And it breaks down again. My car is all. Uh, stop saying it. Yeah. Stop cursing yourself. Yeah. Well, my fridge, I've replaced my fridge six times. How come it always breaks down on me? How come my fridge is so bad? How come I get all the bad fridges? Shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking wrong leads to death, as we see right in the next verse, verse, right? 21. This is the famous one. Here, here we go. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You, you got you to love what God is telling us right here. You got to love that God told us death, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And you're going to eat its fruit. If you speak life, you're going to get some life. 
right? Speaking death is going to result exactly in that, death. If you want death, just keep speaking it. Like the guy who died before he's 40. You, you want death? Then speak it. You want destruction? Speak it. Hello? Speaking life results in life. You want life? Speak it. Amen. Did, did Sarah do that this morning a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. No, she's, right on, she's right on target. What we're talking about. If you want to overcome, you got to talk like an overcomer. Yeah. Come on now. You got to talk like an overcomer. Amen. Yeah. You don't need to talk. You don't need to talk the junk. You just talk like, whoa, didn't we just do a whole series on who, are you, who you are in Christ? Twelve weeks of that before we did loving God. Twelve weeks of who we are. What are you going to say? Who you are. Come on now. We say who we are in Christ. We speak life. We don't speak death. You know, many, many, many Christians do not believe this verse. And they think they can say whatever they want. They think it doesn't matter. Yet we're looking right at the word of God. And they say, you know, God's mysterious will. It's just so mysterious. And they're speaking death all the time. Speaking death, speaking death. And they're like, see, God brought this death into my life. Look at that. It's just God's mysterious will. Just God's mysterious will. My, my, my 12-year-old was killed in a car accident. It's just God's mysterious will. Come on now. No. We need to be speaking life. It's not God's mysterious will. God's will is, is, is made known for us and he wants to bless us. Amen. He wants to protect us. He wants to guide us. He wants to lead us into all truth. He wants to keep us safe. Have you read the Bible? Yeah. And as we say all the time around here, now we're going on another subject. Here we go. You got to be led by the Spirit. And this is a, ooh, this is a big subject that's missed. Big subject that's missed because the Bible says the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. Come on now. If we're not obeying what the spirit says, we can end up in the wrong place at the wrong time. And then people get hurt and killed and they blame it on God. No, it's not God's fault at all. If you're, if you're a Christian, come on. And now the world's the world. But if you're a Christian, you got the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit wants to guide us and lead us into all truth. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us in the right direction. The Holy Spirit wants to say, yeah, go ahead and go there. We talked about that on Sunday night. The, the Spirit forbade Paul to go to Bithynia. Remember that? He forbade him to go. The Holy Spirit. What happens if he goes to Bithynia? Probably killed. What happened right after that? He had a vision of Macedonia, of a man in Macedonia saying, come preach to us. And he went to Macedonia and preached the gospel and got people saved. If he ignores the spirit and does what he wants, we may not hear from Paul again. <laughs> does that happen in Christians' lives? Was the spirit saying no? Did they go anyhow? And it goes, it goes the other way too, right? When he says yes, we were told to go to Iowa. We went to Iowa. If we don't go to Iowa, we're not here. And the, and the plan of God for my life is get, I, I can't say it's aborted, but it's extremely messed up. Come on now. 
We got we to know when God says yes and know when he says no. And how's that going to happen? Well, we get mature. Good example. Uh, Sarah and Karen went down to the women's conference in Oklahoma. And, and I always ask God about anything in my family if, if they're supposed to go. If I'm supposed to go, I'm, I'm checking in. And they're checking in. And you should check in all the time. You can check in about going anywhere. You can check in about going down to SIDS. Should check in. Amen. You can check in with God. And I prayed and I kind of I kind of had this. Uh, it was in the middle of the night and I and I, I somehow I woke up and I started thinking about them going uh, on the airplane and everything. And I kind of I, I got this like uh, kind of bad feeling. And I and I and I woke up, you know, I went back to sleep, whatever. And then I woke up and I remembered about that and I thought. I don't know. I think this, maybe this is a check from the Holy Spirit that they're not supposed to go. And I thought, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure if it's a check. And I was thinking it might just be a little fear came on me. And so I'm checking and I'm checking and I go to car and I say, well, this is what happened last night. I kind of had this bad feeling about you guys going on the plane. And, and I just, I, I, uh, I'm not sure. And she said, well, I'm going to pray about it. Sarah's going to pray about it. And then I thought, I, I checked some more, right? And I checked some more. And then I really believed it was just a fear came on me. And I told them that. A little later, then the next day I said, well, I tell you what, I, I really, because Sarah said, Are you, do you think we're not supposed to go again? She asked me, you know, do you think we're not supposed to go? And I said, I, I, I think it was just fear coming on me. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. They went, had an awesome time, got revelation from heaven, had a beautiful, everything went perfect, absolutely perfect. I mean, the most perfect trip you could imagine. It was absolutely perfect. See, but we were checking in and we need to check in because, and that's why I, I checked again. I said, no, I think it's fear. I think it's just fear. You know, you can get fearful about anything. You can get a bad feeling about anything does it mean it's God? No, not at all. Not at all. So that's why we check in again. And we check in again. We check in again. Like when we're going to buy the house down here in Long Beach. Oh boy, that's a long story. But we checked in again and checked in again and checked in again. And we couldn't get agreement on it. We couldn't get a, 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 a like, yes. God was protecting us from a money pit. An absolute complete money pit that we would have probably lost everything on. Complete money pit. Well, God was protecting us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But see, we got we to gotta learn how to follow the Holy Ghost. Amen. Glory. See, I got into that talking about God's mysterious will. Well, God's mysterious will is not so mysterious. We just got to check in and find out what he wants. And if he says, don't buy it, we don't buy it. If he says, don't go, we don't go. If he says, go, we go. Not very mysterious. Amen. Come on now. Well, see, a lot of people don't believe this first. They just wait for God's mysterious will to happen. It's a real bad idea. You see, if we are just religious people, we think this doesn't matter. We don't believe this verse. 
We just go to church. We put in our time. Come on. We take communion. We put in our time in church. You know what I mean by that, right? Some people think they didn't have church, they didn't have communion. Well, I've had people tell me that. If you had communion every Sunday, I'd come here. We have communion around here, but every Sunday, we have to have every Sunday? Is that, is that what, 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 what? Huh? Well, that tells me that's a religious person. They don't want the word. They don't want the truth. They, they, they just religious. Well, it, it, we're religious if we think our words are not powerful. If we think our words don't matter, if we think our words don't affect our lives, we're just religious. Because we're going to go through a lot more scripture. We're just starting and we've already covered a ton of stuff that the Bible says your words matter a lot. Now, if you don't believe it, either you don't care about the word, you're not a Christian, you're not even born again, or you're lukewarm. Hello? The lukewarmies don't care much about what God says. Well, he also said he'd spit out the lukewarmies. So I, I highly suggest you just agree with God. If Jesus is our Lord, right, as, as, as my book says, right, you got to call on Jesus as Lord. As the Bible says, if you don't call on Jesus as Lord, you are not saved. So if Jesus is our Lord, we believe that. Come on now. We believe it. Because the Lagos, Jesus was the word made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the Lagos, that means word. Come on. We're looking at Jesus right now. He is the word. And if he was standing right here, he'd say that to us. Yeah. And if he preached it, you'd believe him. But since I'm preaching it, Lydia is like, well, it's just Pastor Vern up there talking. But if Jesus was standing there, he'd say, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. And you say, ooh, Jesus, you preaching today. <laughs> and you'd say, oh, I like it. Come on, give me some more. <laughs> Come on now. You see, if Jesus is our Lord, we believe what it says, the word says, we make corrections and we get our, our words lined up with God's word. Amen. We get them lined up. We get rid of the evil words. We get rid of the destructive words. We get rid of the death words. Come on now. We eliminate them out of our vocabulary because we realize we're speaking death and we say, wait, that's death. That's destruction. Come on. Why is my car always breaking down? Destruction. Well, why does it always rain when I go outside? Just thought of that. <laughs> destruction. You, you're speaking it into your own life. You know, you can, you can speak to the weather. I've spoken to the weather and it's moved. Now, you, you, it, those, those special times I did speak to the weather were special situations that the Lord said, speak to the weather. Hello? If I go out here right now and I tell these clouds to move, I don't think they're going anywhere. Come on now. You got to have faith at the moment, at the right time. And if God says you need to speak right now, you speak. Again, being led by the Spirit. Amen. Amen. See, the truth is our words make a huge difference between life and death. That is the Bible truth. That is what God told us, is it not? 
Our words make the difference between life and death. People wonder why the death is happening. They really need to check underneath their nose and change. And change. Line up with God's word. Line up with what God said. Amen. Come on now. We're going. Romans 10, 6. Ooh, come on. You know I had to go here. Romans 10, 6. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is to bring Christ down from above or who will ascend into the abyss. That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your hearts. That is the word of faith which we preach. I'm preaching it right now. That's what I'm preaching right now. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Have we heard that a few times around here? <laughs> Verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See, that, that first part, our salvation is not based on ascending into heaven or descending into the abyss. No, many people want to work hard for eternal life, don't they? Yeah. Have you heard of a few cults that do it? Well, if you go on a missionary trip for two years, you're going to be saved. <laughs> Come on now. No. Many people want to work hard to get eternal life. Come on, they want to, they want to ascend into heaven. They, they want to do something big. Yeah. Man, if I climb that mountain, will I get saved? <laughs> no, you won't. Many people would rather work harder than speak words of life. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. They would rather just work harder. Yeah. I just need to work harder. I just need to work harder. But they won't speak words of life. They continue to speak death and they just work harder. They want to climb the mountain to get saved. Yeah. They want to do something. Come on now. For God to recognize them for God to bring them salvation, for God to give them eternal life. No, we don't work harder. We speak the words of life. Amen. Come on. The type, those type of people are full of pride. They just want to work harder. Somehow I'm going to make it. Somehow I'm going to do it. If I just work harder, I'm going to make, I'm going to make heaven. Because I worked, I climbed the mountain. I went down into the abyss. No, Jesus did that already. Jesus went into the abyss. Jesus ascended on high. He's seated in heaven place in Christ Jesus. We, we are seated in heaven place in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? See, work harder rather than speak words of life. Just do something. Yeah, amen. You know, uh, that's pride. That's pride. It's not going to accomplish the will of God. Our salvation is based right here. We read it on believing and speaking. The word is near us in our mouths. Did you notice the word there? The word. The word is near us in our mouths. The word needs to come up out of our hearts. You believe in your heart. You confess Jesus is Lord. You got you to, to come into eternal life, you got to use your mouth. Yeah, amen. Confessing Jesus is Lord from your heart is the way into salvation. 
That's the only way to be saved. Not climbing mountains. Not working harder. Now, we are supposed to work hard for God. I work very hard for God. But it's not at all to get into heaven. I'm already in heaven. As we talked about in the Loving God series, it's because I love God. Amen. Come on now. We work hard because we love him. We love our Father. We love our God, so we work hard. But we're not doing it for salvation. We're not doing it to get right with God. We're already right with God. Yeah. Come on now. See, believing and speaking, believing with your heart, speaking with your mouth, is the way faith works. This is what a lot of people don't understand. And, and even if they come into faith, even if they uh, become a Christian and, and they do this, they think, I'm done with that. I did that one day. You remember the day you got saved? Come on now. I remember the day I got saved. I did this. Yeah. Well, this is just the beginning. Hello? This is how faith works. Oh, we're going somewhere. See, many don't believe this verse. They don't believe the Bible. But I'll tell you what, if our faith does not affect our mouth, it is not faith. You get, you get churchgoers, you know, and boy, I tell you, you run into them and they're just, they're just, Speaking death and speaking more death and, and speaking uh, and spit, cussing and ah, you're like, uh, ah, ah, oh, what is happening? Come on. If our faith doesn't affect our mouth, there's no faith. Yeah. It, it, now there's immaturity and there's growth. Amen. And, uh, you start somewhere and you grow. But boy, I tell you, it, our faith is going to affect our mouth. Big time. Big time. It's affected my mouth big time. If it doesn't affect our mouth, we, we, there's no faith there. What is there? There's religion. There's religiosity. I went to church today. I put in my hour. I took communion. I heard the pastor preach for 20 minutes. It was a great message. What do you say? I don't know. It was good, though. It was good. It was really good. What, you don't know what he said? No, I don't remember, but it was good. <laughs> Come on, that's just religiosity. Come on. The, 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 if we have real faith, it's going to come up out of our hearts, and we're going to speak. And the speaking will be from faith, right? From faith. You believe in your heart. What do you believe in your heart? Well, first of all, we need to believe Jesus is Lord amen. and call him Lord from our mouth. Yeah, amen. And then faith continues like that forever. Forever. Come on now. It continues like that forever, right? Remember, remember the Roman centurion that came to Jesus. He said, speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Speak the word only. Yeah. Don't climb the mountain. Don't even come to my house because I'm not worthy. He said, don't, don't even, no, don't come under my roof. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Just speak the word and it will be done. That's faith. Yeah. 
He understood faith, and Jesus said it too, didn't he? He said, I haven't seen such great faith in all Israel. You actually understand how faith works. <laughs> See, if Jesus spoke it from his mouth, from his heart, it was going to be done. That's what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. Amen. Have you ever read Mark eleven twenty three? Who shall ever so say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and thy cast in thee shall not doubt his heart, believe the which he saith, come to cast you, have whatsoever he saith. Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe the things which he says will come to pass. He will have whatever he says. Whatever? If I believe it, yes. Absolutely, if I believe it. When there's no belief and there's no speaking, there is no faith. It's all religiosity. It's all junk. It's the truth. If our faith does not affect our mouth, we have no faith. We are just religious people. Hello. Look at Psalm 12. Ooh, you're going to like this. Psalm 12, 1. Help, Lord. <laughs> I like that right there. Help, Lord. For the godly man ceases. Right? They're, they're, they're looking around going, where's the godly people? For the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. Couldn't find any faith. Couldn't find any godly people. Why? They're all worldly and religious. They speak idly, everyone with his neighbor, even though they go to church. Hello? They speak idly, everyone with his neighbor. With flattering lips and a double heart, they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things. Who have said... With our tongue, we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Oh, my. You see, using idle words is ungodly. Using flattering words, ungodly. You know, a lot of, speak, a lot of people speak flattery for the wrong reasons. It's ungodly. Not speaking the truth. It's ungodly. And most people, including Christians, think their lips belong to them. They think their lips are their own. They think, well, it's my lip. Not if Jesus is your Lord. He owns your lips. Hello. I said he owns your lips. And if he says... Do not ever say that again. You say, yes, Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And then if he says, you need to speak this right now to the weather, you say, yes, Lord. Come on now. Oh, come on now. If Jesus is our Lord, our lips do not belong to us. They belong to Jesus. Our lips belong to him, right? Are we going to be married to him forever? Yes. 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 Is he the head? Yes. 
Is he the head of the church? Yes. <laughs> Come on. We belong to him. We're joint heirs with him. God brought us in through Christ Jesus. And now everything we are belongs to him. And that includes our lips. Right? You could go into any body part, right? Your hands don't belong to you. Right? So you're going to steal something out of the store? The Lord's going to say, no. <laughs> Hello? You don't steal it. You say, yes, Lord. <laughs> Come on now. Yes, Lord. Same with our lips. We say, yes, Lord. Our mouth needs to speak what the Lord wants. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say that again. Our mouth needs to speak what the Lord wants us to speak. Yeah. Not what we want to speak. Well, I want to speak about this death and destruction and I want to speak about all these ugly things. No. 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 Speak life. Speak blessing. Speak the word. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Let's go to another verse. Psalm 33, 6. We're getting there. Psalm 33, 6. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Is that pretty, uh, pretty explanatory right there? Self-explanatory? God spoke and it happened, right? God created everything with words, right? He said, let there be light. And guess what? There was some light. God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. And it was so. Amen. You see, God does not just say things. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying. You heard that before? Well, I'm just saying. Ooh, check up on what you just said. He does not use idle words. Uh, why? Well, what God says is going to come to pass. Amen. It is going to come to pass. It will come to pass. So God has to choose his words very, very carefully. Not, uh, do you think? <laughs> well, we got to look at our words in the same way. Hello? What if every word we spoke came to pass? Uh-oh. <laughs> notice, notice that God set up the system to work if we believe and speak. Because he knew if, they, if he just set it up, we all just speak and it happens, we're in big trouble. And we all dead already. Hello? We all dead already. If everything we spoke came to pass, we all dead. See, we need to be aware. We're creating death or life with our words. Amen. Often people want to blame God for all their problems, but God is not at fault. Hello? If we, if we boy, I tell you, if we could record ourselves, which we can nowadays, but well, that'd, be a lot of, that'd be a lot of recording, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
All day long you're recording everything you say. And we could review everything that we've said for 51 years. There's a lot in there. I'd, probably, I'd say chop that out of there. Chop that one out too. Let's edit. Boop. Edit that. Boop. Throw that. You know, the movie floor. They say drop the edits on the floor. They cut that out of the movie. Well, our movie of life, we're, we're, we have a movie of life. You know, people who die often say, I saw my whole life flash before my eyes. Say it all the time. I believe that's probably true. You see, you're like, whoa. And you see some of the things you said, and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. That's, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm in this car accident right now. Come on now. Because I said that over here. Yeah. Oh my. See, if we could think back or, or remember or see all our words, we're going to find out who is to blame. And it's certainly not God. In fact, this is a whole other thought we'll probably get to later, but Jesus said every, every idle word is going to be accounted for. Yikes. That's why we repent. As soon as we notice death words coming out, we repent of them. And I believe that drops them to the floor. Drops them, the edit is taking place when we repent and it doesn't get put into our lifetime movie. Yeah, amen. <laughs> amen. It gets chopped out <laughs> because when we repent, we're, we're turning our backs on those words and God's forgiven us. So he has no reason to remember and neither do we. That's a big thing with forgiveness when you, when you got to forgive yourself. Hello? For speaking those words. And you repent of those words. Father, I repent of that. Forgive me. I let death out of here. Forgive me. And he says, chop that out of there. Throw it on the ground. Throw it in the garbage. Come on now. You see, we open the door to the enemy with our words. Amen. Yeah. This is very, very important to understand. Go to Ephesians 4, 27. One of my favorite scriptures here, Ephesians 4, 29, we're going to get to in a sec, but first we'll start in 27. Neither give place to the devil. Well, does that mean we can give him a place? Absolutely. We can give him a place. We had a series here for weeks, no vacancy. We can give place to the devil. We don't want to give him a place. We don't, we don't want to put a, give him a hotel room. <laughs> Hello? We don't want to give him a room in the house. Devil, just come on, come on in and move in. You got a room. I'll give you a key to the house. Hello? What's that? Give, give, neither give place to him. Don't give place to the devil. And then he, he's going to talk about that a little bit, right? Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Isn't that good? Well, certainly stealing will give a place to the devil. 
Right? We know, the Bible says, if a man doesn't work, he should not eat. So we should work, amen? We're not to work our way into salvation, but we're to work. Our whole life should be filled with good work. Good work. In our job and for the Lord, of course. That he may have to give, give to him that needeth. We should have something to give. That means we're working. We're not begging on the street because we went to work. <laughs> Amen. We should work. Everybody should work. Everybody can work. There's always some kind of work to do. Hello. Amen. Well, if we, if we, if we, if we steal, we're letting, we're giving place to the devil. That's why we work. And we, we, don't even work, we don't work just enough for our needs. We work enough. We got, we got stuff to give away. Amen. 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 Now, that takes us to 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Notice, this comes right after saying, neither give place to the devil. And he talks about stealing. And now he's talking about our mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you see, the devil is just waiting for us to open up the door to him with our words. Yeah. Oh, he's a waiting. Oh, he, he, ooh, he's a waiting for the words to come out of our mouth. Death and destruction. And he'll bring it right in the door. Hello. He wants to put death in our mouth. That's the devil's will. And that's giving him a place. He wants to put failure in our mouth. And that gives him a place. That gives him a room in the inn. Come on. That gives him a place in our lives when we speak what he wants us to speak. Are we supposed to speak what the devil wants? No. 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 We're going to be tempted to speak junk all the time. Anybody been there? Woo. Ooh, the temptations have come to say this right now, but ooh, I am not saying that. <laughs> Swallow those words. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> have you seen those? I don't know if they're memes or what you would call it, but people say on Facebook or Instagram, they say, I wrote out everything I wanted to say. And then the Holy Spirit said, delete that. I've done that. Let me tell you what. I'm like, ooh, ooh, oh, oh, I'm going to, ooh, I'm going to lambast him with this right here. Ooh. You're right, Lord. I'm deleting that right now. Ooh, delete backspace. Ooh, do, 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 Okay, I'm going on. I'm done with that. The devil's just waiting. He wanted that. That's speaking right there, is it not? That is speaking. Yeah. You, you, you're typing it out on the keyboard. You're still speaking. Yeah. Hello. We'll be tempted to speak junk. Type junk. <laughs> Come on now. And put death and destruction. What James said, we bless God, then we curse men. You're going to be tempted. I'm going to be tempted again and again. 
Why? The devil wants us to agree with him. He's just waiting for our agreement. When will they agree with me? Come on now. And God's waiting for us to agree with him. Uh, I highly suggest you agree with God. Like Proverbs 18, 21. Well, I just don't think that all matters. It just doesn't really matter. I just don't. I just, I just live my life. I just do my thing. I say whatever comes to my mind. Well, you're going to be in death and destruction. That's what you're going to get. Come on. We agree with God. Whatever God says, right? The smart ones agree with God. And the smart ones disagree with the devil. I'll point down. <laughs> the smart ones disagree with the devil. The smart, or the, how <laughs> did I say that? Did I say that right? <laughs> the smart ones agree with God and disagree with the devil. Come on now. The smart ones say, I am more than a conqueror. I said the smart ones say, I'm more than a conqueror. You got it. That was good. That was good. The smart ones say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Man, I got some smart people in here. Oh, yeah. The smart ones say, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. This sounds a lot louder. You just need to pick up the volume a little bit over here. The smart ones say, God always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. She picked up your volume quite a bit over here. <laughs> the smart ones say, No evil shall befall me or plague come near my dwelling. The, the ones that agree with the devil say, oh, did you hear about the new flu? I'm so worried. I'm so worried about the new flu strain. I'm going down to get my shot right now. I'm so concerned about it. Come on. The smart ones are saying, no evil shall befall me. No plagues come nigh my dwelling. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Hallelujah. Glory. The smart ones say, you ready? God forgives all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. God forgives all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. This side definitely won. <laughs> you see, we were just agreeing with God. Those were all scriptures. I wasn't just making up stuff. Those are all directly from the scripture. Right out of the scripture. Come on. So we must not give a place to the devil by agreeing with him. No, we give place to God by agreeing with him. That's part of loving God, right? Which we didn't really cover in the series. Part of our loving God is speaking his word, speaking the truth, speaking life, speaking what he said, agreeing with God. That's loving God. And God loves it when we speak his word. He said, my word will perform where I sent it. It will not return unto me void. It will accomplish the thing whereto I sent it. His word will perform. 
And so we need to put it right here. Come on. We get it in there first. Amen. Amen. Right. Well, people, religious people just read those verses and go, well, that's a nice little verse. They would never say it out of here. Oh, you want me to say I'm more than a conqueror? Oh, that's just a nice verse in the Bible. Yeah, no, agree with God. Amen. And as we started talking about going through the hurt over the hurdles today, right? We talk like we are hurdlers. Yeah. Whether we are or not, because I ain't no hurdler. Yeah, amen. I'd fall flat on my face. Trip and boom. But in Christ, I'm more than a conqueror. And I can do all things through Christ strengthens me. And I, God causes all things to triumph. Uh, uh, thanks be to God who always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. Again, those are all scriptures. So I'm agreeing with God. Come on now from my heart. Amen? Because when we believe it in our hearts, we got to speak it. Amen. Hallelujah. Because if there's no, as we said in Romans 10, 9, that's how we get saved. Romans 10, 10. Come on. If there's no believing in here and there's no speaking out of there, there is no faith. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I've said it for years. You find me a churchgoer and I say, is Jesus your Lord? And they say, well, you know, I, I go to church. I've been going to church for 35 years. What are you talking about? Jesus, your Lord. You have found a religious person. As I've said before, it would be a really interesting study to stand outside of churches and video people on the way out. Just have a nice little YouTube and say, I'm just doing this study of churches and I'm, I'm just going around to churches and I'm asking people as they come out of church, is Jesus your Lord? And I'm asking you, is Jesus your Lord? You know, you got your little camera out there. And people look at you and go, That's a problem. That's a big problem. I, I've said, when, you, when people, if someone do that out here, I got a feeling we would have a lot of people, if not everybody, right? I hope everybody. <laughs> Who would not pause at all? Is Jesus your Lord? Oh, ho, ho. Jesus is my Lord. He's my Savior. He's my Master. He's my everything. I love Jesus. I've given my life to Jesus. I serve Jesus. Oh, Jesus is, oh, ho. you want to talk about Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. 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 And the guy, the guy's holding the phone going, oh my, I wasn't expecting that. And we start to preach a sermon right there. Why? Because, oh, come on, the word of God is, 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 we just were in church and we just heard the word and it's pouring out of us. Oh, let me tell you, brother, let me tell you, you got to speak from your heart. You got to speak the word of God out of your mouth. And yes, Jesus is my Lord and I'm seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And yes, I can do all things through Christ to strengthen me. And I am more than a conqueror. Amen. And I overcome every time because of my Jesus. Yeah. 
Come on now. Hallelujah. He's preaching. Watch out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, this will be, this is going to be life changing. Life changing. I got one more verse. You ready for one more? Matthew four. Have you heard of the temptation of Jesus? Did you know the devil tempted him? <laughs> Does he tempt us? Can we overcome? Yeah. Is there a way of an escape? Sarah, there's a way of an escape. Bible says it. Bible said there is, God will make a way of escape. He always makes a way of escape for us. Matthew 4, 8. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Well, was that a real temptation? Is the devil the God of this world? That's what the Bible says. Why is all the chaos happening? Why is all the wars happening right now as we speak? Why are people being murdered right now as we speak? The devil. The father of lies. Who is lying to people right now. And millions of people believe him. Millions upon millions believe him. Well, there, there was a real temptation because the devil is the God of this world. This was real. And Jesus could have been a, a, a big king for a little bit of time. He could have ruled big time. But guess what? Being he sinned, he would not have lived forever. And he would have been a king for a time. And then he would have been gone. Come on. This was real temptation. This wasn't fake, as some would say. Come on now. Then verse 10, then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Did Jesus waste words here? Come on now. Did, did, he, did he try and come up with something witty? You meet the people that want to be witty all the time? I'm like, please stop trying to be witty. You are failing miserably and you're speaking death. Yeah. Saying witty things to the devil ain't going to work. Saying cute little things to the devil ain't going to work. Jesus told the devil, go away. Yeah. Amen. And he told him what was written. Amen. It is written. Away with you, Satan. This is what's, this is the Bible, right? And the devil quoted Bible. Remember? Remember when he said, turn this stone into bread? Or I was no, the angel, the angel one. That's what I was trying to think. The angel one, he said, throw yourself off, and the angels of God will bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. That's Bible. 
Well, if we're immature, we go, ooh, Bible. Ooh, Bible. I hear Bible. Well, this one of my mentors in the faith. He, he got healed of a blood disease, and the devil came to him and quoted scripture and said, it is appointed for man once to die, and then the judgment. And he heard that. He literally heard it with his ears. And he, then he prepared to die after being healed of a blood disease. He heard scripture, and he believed the scripture. And he, he sat at the window, and he said he wouldn't eat, and his family came and tried to feed him. He said, I'm not hungry. He was preparing to die. He heard scripture. Yeah. Literally heard scripture. And he said, well, that's scripture. That's Bible. It's my time to go. Which a lot of people believe, right? Well, when it's my time. Not scripture. With long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. Amen. Scripture. Amen. If the devil comes speaking to you, it's appointed for men once to die. It is appointed for men to die once. It doesn't say time. You don't have a time to go. That's a lie of the devil. On October 22nd, at 5.52, you're, he talks to you, right? You're going to die. There is no, there is no appointed time to die. Come on now. My, that same mentor in the faith preached the word for 65 years and then said, he said it for years, when I want to go home, I'm checking out and I'm going home. That's exactly what he did. Ate his breakfast, as he said he was going to do. I'm going to eat my breakfast, I'm going to check out, I'm going to go home when I'm satisfied. As we did. Bible. Truth. Most churchgoers don't even believe it. Come on now. That's the truth. And we should speak the truth and fill our mouth with truth. Yeah. Jesus told the devil to go. He told him it was written. We need to do the same thing. Yeah. We don't play games with the devil. Let me, let me just play. Let's match wits with the devil. You ain't going to match wits with the devil. The devil tricks people daily, millions of people daily. It's easy. It's child's play for him. Yeah. He tricks people all the time. Millions of people are in complete delusion right now. Millions upon millions have no clue what's even happening. They have no clue that Jesus is about to come in the clouds. They have no clue about any of it. They're completely delusional. Why? Because they believe the devil. Yeah, amen. They believed his lies. Come on now. They try, they're trying to match wits with the devil. They're trying to be smarter. But I'm smarter. No, you ain't smarter than the devil. He can trick you in a boop. You'll be dead in a few seconds. You listen to him. Come on now. He can trick people all day long. It's child's play. We don't match wits with the devil. What do we do? We say what God said. Yeah. Amen. You, you, you ain't going to get better than that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to come up with something witty for the devil. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm come up with something. I'm going to. No, speak what God said. Amen. We were just doing it. Amen? Amen. Our mouth needs to be filled up with God's word. God's word is always right. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we need, to, we need to use it properly as Jesus did. Which means we need to be matured. That's right, yeah. Amen. Jesus, of course, being the most mature ever. Come on. He is the word. <laughs> he knew what to say. 
led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's still led by the Holy Ghost. But they don't understand that either. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit led him what to say in all circumstances. Well, we are supposed to do the same thing. Amen. Hallelujah. See, when we speak God's word, it's not corrupt in any way. We, we try and come with something witty or smart on our own is going to be probably filled with corruption and lies. Yeah. Well, just, just go ahead. Just go ahead and agree with God. Just go ahead and speak what he said. Yeah. Right? As we just did. See, God's word spoken out of our mouth, come on, is going to bring life. Yeah. Health. Yeah. Come on. Whatever you're going through. Yeah, we, we don't ever agree with the enemy. Never. Never agree with the enemy. Come on. Speak life, speak health, speak, speak the right thing, speak good words, Amen. speak life. Amen. Come on. We, we must not give a place to the devil yeah. by speaking the junk. Open the door with our words. Allow the devil entrance into our house. Oh, you know, after a, after a big argument in the house, you've been, in, you've been in that situation, you go into a house after there's been an argument and you can feel it. devil's there because they invited him in and he showed up. Ooh, they're speaking death and destruction. They're speaking lies and hate. Here I am. Come on now. No, we want to speak life. Amen. The devil will show up whenever we speak death. Right? I was just thinking this now. My pastor, I told you this story before. My pastor was at Bible school. And there was an argument below him. There was a, a guy who was beating his girlfriend. It was a horrible domestic. Well, it wasn't domestic because they weren't married. Whatever, but there was violence, right? And he called the cops. Cops came, broke it up. They didn't take the guy away as they do now. But he's gone, right? He's gone. He just comes upstairs. He's drunk. His, feet, his face is beat red. Pounds on the door. My pastor's apartment. Pastor opens the door. He says, I'm going to kill you. And my pastor says, I love you. I broke the guy. If he spoke curse back, what happens? There is a fight. There is some blood. There is some who knows what. Maybe death. Literally death, right? If he had spoken back with the devil's words, as this man was bringing the devil's words, hello, I'm going to kill you because he called the cops. I love you. Those were words of life. Amen. And what happened? The guy broke. He brought him into his apartment and talked to him four hours about Jesus. Because he spoke life. Yeah. Like on the keyboard when you want to speak to death. Yeah. <laughs> he spoke life and changed that guy's life. Now, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he even knows what happened to the guy as far as long term, you know. But that day, the devil didn't get his way. Yep. You heard of a few fights at the bars. I just, saw, I just saw another one in the courtroom. Big brawl in the courtroom. 
Come on. This happens all the time, of course. All the time. We, we don't even know half of what happens. But what, what, what happens? Words. Words are spoken. And death and destruction is spoken. And then more death and destruction is spoken. And more death and more destruction. And more death and more destruction. And boom. Devil is right there. He's just waiting. Come on now. Instead of the junk, we speak life. We speak life. We fill our mouth with life. We speak the truth, right? You want to speak truth, right? Whenever, whenever, right? Whenever we find lies in our mouth, what do we do? We repent. When we find untruth, repent. When we find, come on now. I speak a lot. I preach three times a week. And if I ever, right? If I got something coming out, I'm like, oh, there's repentance happening. Let me tell you what. Come on. Why? Because I understand the power of my words and I want to speak truth. I want to speak life. I want to speak good word. I want to speak God's word, just like Jesus spoke God's word. Amen. That's what we need to do, saints. Ooh, this is just the intro. I'm, I'm, ooh, this is going to be hot. You know, a lot of people don't understand. Why, why you got to preach a series on this? This is, oh, brother. You see, you see, oh, man. It, that, that, like the last series we did. If you go back and listen to all of that, you're going to get more. Come on. You see, our minds wander. Have you heard? Have you noticed? And I know people here today, you know, come on now. Oh boy, the dog, the cat. Oh, oh, the dinner's in the oven. Oh, he's still preaching. Oh, 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 right? And right when I made the, the point that you needed, oh man, that roast beef sandwich at home. Oh, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. And here, woo, 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 and you missed it all. Why, why do we preach on one subject for weeks? Because many times it's not even heard the first or the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth. <laughs> like Romans eight twenty eight, right? Well, I was, I was impressed. You guys got it. Yeah. Now, it was like the second or third week I said, we've been preaching on this verse. What verse? And it was silent. <laughs> and then I think it was Dave said, Romans 8, 28? I said, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're going to cover this in great detail, and, and I'm going to seek to get more revelation, amen? amen. And, and preach it even better. Yeah. And we're going to go through a lot more scripture. Awesome. But today, what do we get? Give no place to the devil with our words. Come on. Shut him up. Shut, shut him out. Close the door in his face. As Jesus said, get, get away from me, Satan. It is written. And that's it. You don't need to match wits with him because you won't. 
You will not match wits with them. Some of you still think you're going to match wits with the devil. It's not going to happen. He'll take you out. So just agree with God. Amen. Every single time. Amen. And life, life will come. Blessing will come. Amen? Amen. Come on. Pray this after me today. Heavenly Father, I repent of wrong words. I do not want wrong words in my mouth. I do not want words of death in my mouth. I repent of them all. Put a watch over my lips. Help me speak right. When I speak wrong, show me, remind me, help me. I don't want to speak wrong. I don't want to give a place to the devil. I want to speak life. So help me do it, Father. I give my lips to you completely. You own my lips. Use my lips for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. If today you're here, you're online, you don't know Jesus, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, all of sin fallen short of God's glory, the wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God, never a good day again, never anything good again, because God is separated from you. But God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. He shed his blood on a cross for us. The blood had to be shed for, our, for the remission of our sin. That's why in the Old Testament, they killed lambs. Uh, that was just a type and a shadow of Jesus, who is the perfect lamb, who died for us, who shed his perfect blood for us, who was tempted in every point as we are yet without sin. And because he was sinless, he was a man, he could die for us as a sinless man. And through him, we come out of Adam, who sinned, and we come into Christ, who never sinned. And we get... Much of the blessing we talked about today, we get to be more than conquerors. We get to overcome through Christ Jesus. We get to be seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We get to be joint heirs with Jesus forever. Amen. We get to be called children of God forever. Only, only because of Jesus and the sacrifice he paid. And as we said today, you gotta believe in your heart. It can't just be religion. Come on now. It has to be real belief in your heart. Jesus is alive. Jesus has risen from the dead and you confess him as Lord and you will be saved. I did it at the age of 19 when I first, that's why the book no one told me. I first heard it with my ears. I said, wait a second, what, 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 what? I gotta be, I gotta, I gotta be born again. I gotta confess Jesus is my Lord. I gotta believe this. I gotta confess with my mouth. I believe. I believe this. I believe it all. I heard a preacher preaching on TV. I said, I believe it all. I believe it. And he said, if you believe this right now, bow your knee and pray this after me. And I did. And my life was changed forever in a moment of time. Why? Because I actually was born again. I actually was a new creation in Christ Jesus. I became a new creation in Christ. I actually became a child of God. I didn't pray religion. I didn't play church. I did run to church after that. Why? Because I want to be the body. I, I, any Christian doesn't want to be the body. I, there's a problem. I ran to the body. And I was with the body and I've been with the body ever since. Amen? Amen. And that's what it should be like. Not, a, not of religiosity. Not because I have, I have a Christian religion. 
You know, there are churchgoers who say, yeah, you can be a Buddhist, that's fine. You can worship any God, just, you know, there's other ways to heaven. We, we worship Jesus. No! Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. As we say right in our time, there's one road that goes to heaven, it's Jesus' road. Broad is the way that leads to destruction, narrow is the path that leads to life. You could look at it just like this. This aisle is the narrow path. There is one path that leads to heaven. It's very narrow. It's Jesus' road. All of that is the way to destruction. Narrow. Come on. There's only one road. Jesus' road. There's only one that's going to get anybody into eternity with God forever. Jesus is the only way. If you believe that today and you want to confess him as your Lord today, pray this after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of Satan. I want in your kingdom, God. And now I know the way in is through Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I confess Jesus is Lord. Jesus, you're my master. You're my savior. You're my Lord forever. I give myself completely to you. I belong to you forever. Heavenly Father, teach me your ways. Show me your ways. And I will walk in them. I will do them. And I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. Thank you, Father, for giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Lord, if that's you today and you, you've said that for the first time from your heart, you've actually become a real Christian. And if you want to get busy for the Lord right away, go out and be a witness for Jesus today. Be bold. Amen. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Secondly, devour the word of God. Get in this and devour it. And start in the New Testament. The New Testament is the new covenant. And that is what we are in right now. Thirdly, get involved in an on-fire church. Don't be in the lukewarm church. Be in an on-fire church. Be involved in the body. The body needs you, and you need the body. Fourthly, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Don't let the devil steal that gift from you. A lot of people have let the devil steal this from them. But being baptized in the Holy Spirit is, one of the, is the second greatest gift you'll ever receive in your life. Salvation being first. Baptism in the Holy Spirit being second. You can pray in tongues anytime you want, and you when the Bible says when you pray in tongues, you pray in the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Fifthly, start serving in the body. Don't just be a talker, be a doer. Sixthly, worship and pray and praise as much as possible throughout your day because you're developing a relationship with your God, your Father. And seventh, never forget that you now belong to Him. And anything He says is right. Anything He says goes, He is now Master. And he is to direct our life as a believer. We don't direct our own life. We look to him for everything. Amen? Amen? Let's give glory to God. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for this time together with the body. And I thank you for words from heaven. I thank you, Father, uh, for this revelation from heaven that we're, we're discovering again, Father. And we're going to discover a lot more as you give us revelation. And we thank you for it even now. And we turn back as we always do, Father, and give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Belongs to our great God forever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen.
Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week. Thank you.